Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Oh, hey, Sarah. Hey, Percy Buns. <clears throat> Today. Yeah. We're doing something very different. And what is that? We're going to play a game. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> is that from It? No, it's Saw. It's Jigsaw. Oh, I, like, I can't remember the last time I watched it. Wow. I know, so but you I'm haven't like... seen the latest Saw. No. Oh. So you don't support Oops. me and my family. Um, that's, that's interesting. I'm cutting that out. No, I'm no, kidding. I'll be real. To- I'll be real, but I don't want Allie to hate me. Allie doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No, she listens sometimes. My Guys, Allie is my sister. She's in, an amazing actor. And she's, I feel like we maybe have mentioned this before, probably, because I brag about it all the time, but she was in the latest Saw movie with Chris Rock. It was called Spiral, Book of Saw. And she was awesome. Her name was Jeannie, and she was like one of the detectives in the unit. And yeah, it's really funny. (laughs) It's really funny. That's so awesome. So if you guys, I think it might be on like Amazon. Like I think it's on one of the main streamers. So if you guys want like a weird kind of, you know, not even scary, just like gross movie to watch. And you can see my sister in action. Yeah. And um, oh, you just said who the character was because I was going to say, guess who, guess who Sarah's sister oh. is. Yeah. I feel like people wouldn't guess, but her name's Jeannie Lewis. Honestly, she's like not in that many scenes, but you know, in the scenes that she is in, she really steals the show, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I haven't even seen it, but when she posted on Instagram, 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 um, have you I been on like... the Instagram lately? <laughs> I was like, Wow, Jeannie, wow. arrest yeah. me, arrest oh. me, oh. Zaddy. <laughs> if Allie is listening, I feel like she just got really uncomfortable. She turned it off. <laughs> Gets a restraining order. <laughs> no, she loves you. You're like a, you're like a sister-in-law to her. Yeah. Do your parents know that yet? That I'm their daughter-in-law? They pretty much like at this point. You pretty much are. Don't you think I'm Rennie and Searle's daughter-in-law by this point? Oh, no. They're going to have like a real daughter-in-law one day who's like amazing, you know? (laughs) I don't even want to joke about that because like- No, me either. Yeah, like, no. (laughs) And also queer baiting. Okay, actually, this is the perfect, this is the perfect time to address the amount of queer baiting. Okay, guys? Let's do it. Yeah, purse, take it away. Okay, so Sarah and I were talking about this not long ago and- we, we just wanted to address that we 
think we have been queer baiting. And you know what? It's not a we think. We have been queer baiting. And yeah. we have a lot of fun with you guys, especially, and between the two of us, like kind of, you know, making jokes that her and I have dated in the past or that we're currently dating or we both have massive crushes on each other or all this stuff. And all of yeah. it is in good fun. And we are mentioning this stuff like with no maliciousness. Like it is, it is genuinely like met with good intention. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And also this is something that we've always done in our friendship just because we, we lived together for like seven or eight years. So it became like, you know, a joke, like we're together, like we're partners. Like if there's a thing that I need to go to and I get a plus one, Persis is coming with me. So like, it's always been a thing, but at the same time, yeah, we just wanted to put it out there and acknowledge it that we don't like queer baiting here at Girl on Girl when it happens out there in the world. We understand why it's problematic. And so I don't really know how we want to proceed. I feel like it's our way to like make these jokes with each other. I feel like you feel safe in this scenario as like the queer half of this really friendship. I almost said relationship. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. You guys let us know. Like if you think it's, let us know what you think. I would just be, be really interested to see what the listeners think about that. Me too, because I find that that is just how Sarah and I are. I think that's just our dynamic. That's our relationship. I feel like it would be weird to not make those jokes with each other. But I do think that that's because there is an understanding between her and I. And especially like Sarah mentioned, I'm the queer half of this relationship. Like I'm comfortable talking to Sarah the way we do. Like there's yeah. genuinely no confusion. There's no me getting hurt or anything like that. But okay. we just... We- <laughs> See, it's even funny to think of you like secretly being being sad that we're not like actually together. No, I know. And that's what's hilarious that we just want to, <laughs> we want to acknowledge that. Acknowledge. That's not the case for a lot of people, right? Like. Right. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> queer relationships um, are obviously, you guys know this, should be taken seriously. And. Yeah. We don't want to big- be like, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to make a joke out of it, um, which we it has been a joke between us. And also a big part of queer baiting is using queer, like hinting at queerness for financial or commercial gain. And so we we are also aware of that, right? Like this is our podcast. We want it to be, we want people to listen to it. And we just want to be careful that we're not like, as we're joking with each other like this, that we're also not like using it as a tool to, I don't know like a marketing tool or like a way for people to keep tuning in because they'll wonder like, are we actually in a relationship or are we not? Like, I think maybe this is a good time to just make it clear. Like we're joking. We're Mm. not in a relationship. We've never been, we've never dated. If you guys have actually been wondering that over 36 episodes, like here's the tea. We've never dated. We've never had crushes on each other. Like, unfortunately, I wish that could have, I wish we could have been in love. That would have been so much easier if we just like were in love. That would actually be a very sweet story. But that's just not how the cookie crumbles. The cookie don't crumble that way for us, but we are in love. Yeah, of course. But you know what I mean? But we're, but we've never had a like sexual or romantic relationship. (laughs) Uh, never never so I guess yeah the the uh the truth comes out 
Mm-hmm. And if you guys are like, yeah, you've been queer baiting and that's bullshit, let us know. We won't be offended. And um, if that's the case, like we'll definitely try to work on it. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. It's about learning and we're both learning and taking accountability. And that's all we have to say about that. And we're sorry if we did offend anyone because we, yeah, we don't know. Truly. And you know, this podcast is all about like calling ourselves on our own bullshit and like growing from that and understanding that no one's perfect. Um, but it's also okay to have some fun and think about what like the implications of that fun and also like the like the reality of it in the context, which which the context for this is like our friendship where we joke about this all the time between the two of us when we're just like alone. Yeah, exactly. That was quite the tangent. Anyway, um, purse. I'm going to light a candle. Should I put the, should I like do the match in the microphone so everyone can yes. get the ambiance? It's almost like ASMR. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. What if I set my, my uh, spit screen on fire? <laughs> I would not be surprised. Hey. Okay, ready? Oh, hold on. Oh, ho, 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 baby. I love that noise. Oh, there's nothing better than a match. I'm also going to pour myself some wine. Me too. Which I'll do in the microphone as well so everyone can feel like they're you know what guys if you're listening and you're like just chilling and you have some wine or your favorite beverage around pour a drink because we're about to get into it okay this is a twist off bottle so you're gonna get the full effect (laughs) that's not a cute noise if you guys are wine snobs Hit me up because I'm not a wine snob, but I, I used to work in fine dining, so I know a little bit about wine, and I think it's really cool. So if anyone has some uh, pearls of wisdom to share for Percy and I about which wine we should be drinking, let us know. Yeah, like which wines we should be whining and dining with. Oh, when I really want to just wine all night. When I want to wine. When I wine. Wine up. <laughs> Um, okay, Sarah Bear. Okay, yes. So what are we going to be doing for tonight's episode? It's a little different. Yeah, so we felt like this week we just wanted to have some fun. Basically just hang out together with you guys and play a game. I know I said have fun and a game sounds fun, but this particular game tends to turn from fun into tears and, (laughs) you know, every emotion you can feel. This game we're going to play today on this episode, you guys have probably heard of it. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. And it's a great game that Persis and our friend Camille actually gave to me as a gift. I think it was for my birthday. My my birthday was right when COVID happened. And so it was like a nice little treat for my, my first COVID birthday, of which there will be many. But for anyone who doesn't know this game, essentially it's a card game. And each card asks questions. And the point of this game is for is to play with complete strangers or people you know. It works both ways. And there's like three levels of the game. The first one is called perception. The second one's called connection. And the third one is called reflection. And basically, it gets more deep the, the longer you go in the game. The first level, perception, I find that one is best for actual strangers. It's like, hey, what kind of person do you think I was in high school? Or like questions like that where it would be really fun to play with someone you just met because you learn so much about them, right? 
Um, and then connection and reflection get a lot deeper. And it really makes you think differently about you and who you are. And then you learn a lot about the other person, a lot, a lot. And that's why it's so fun to play with people you know. Persis and I have played this more than once, I think. I think we played it twice. Twice. And I feel like we always learn something new about each other. Yeah. It's just one of those games. I played it with my family not too long ago, and that was awesome. We learned so much about ourselves and really just like we put our phones away and just like talked, and it was incredible. Um, but I cannot wait to play this game with real strangers. I don't know when that situation would happen. Like, wouldn't that be great? Well, I think that could happen for you. I mean, you're in a new city. You're, you're kind of meeting like a lot of new people. If you have anyone over, like just to be like, come over for drinks, you should be like, you know what? Want to play? We're not really strangers. Like, yeah, that'd be a cool thing to do. That'd be really cute. You should, you would host in like your place. Yeah. Have some people over. It's your own place. Yeah. <gasps> oh, cute, cute, cutie, cute, cute. Okay. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're going to play this game on this episode and we're going to drink some wine and we're just going to have a great time and we're going to get real vulnerable and real deep and I can't wait. And feel free to answer the questions with us. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Should we like do a big old pause? (laughs) Like Blue's Clues? (laughs) Oh, I missed that. I forgot that Blue's Clues would do that or Dora. Oh man, I loved when Blue's Clues did that to me. I was like, I matter. So on this episode of, what was it, Tipsy and Vulnerable? (laughs) Tipsy and Vulnerable. I mean, I'm not tipsy yet, but the night is young. I should also mention that in this game, there are two Dig Deeper cards. And essentially, each round that we play, each player is allowed to play a Dig Deeper card once. If the person answers kind of half-assed, they're allowed to be like, no, 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 you have to dig deeper than that. This is mainly for like if it's a big group playing because there's like limited amounts of dig deepers, but because it's just the two of us, like we can essentially tell each other to dig deeper anytime we want. I'll start um, and I'll read a question to you. Okay. Ah, Ready? I'm nervous. What is my body language telling you right now? Your body language right now is that you're feeling very open and a little like loose. Ooh. (laughs) I'm not sensing like any tense vibes off of you. You're just, Mm. you're here for the night. You're you're like, I had this like crazy day with my laptop. I'm here to relax and like do this episode with you. You're very open vibes. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling like heart, chest open today. I'm just like, bam, you know? Yes. Okay, Sarah, rate your dancing skills on a scale of one to 10 on the count of three. Say your answers both out loud. Okay. Ready? How are we going to count down? Like this? Three. Like two, one, and then say it. Okay, ready? Yep. <laughs> okay. Three, two, two one, seven. Six. I almost said seven and I downgraded myself to a six because I don't I really have that much rhythm. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I think That's you're so good. Sweet. Yeah, I'm not like a bad dancer. I definitely can like find a beat. You know what I'm saying? And I love, we both love to dance. Percy's a really good dancer too. Mm -hmm. Why are you laughing? You are. I should have been in step up. You should have. See, this is where it's kind of hard because we know each other like the back of each other's hands. But what fast food restaurant do you think I'm most likely to drive through and what's my order? Is this for you? This for like, yeah, me. 
I would say I think you would go for like A&W's Beyond Meat Burger. Oh my God, spot on, girl, spot on. But obviously, I'd make it the combo with the yes. fries and the root beer. Yes, you gotta do the oh whole thing. Oh my God, A&W's Beyond Meat Burger is so good, so good. Oh, it's great delicious. answer, Percy. Okay, next question. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? I feel like you are most, you know what you're most likely to splurge on? Sorry, I couldn't say that sentence correctly. You're most likely to splurge on like an experience, like a, like concert tickets to an artist you really love. Like if the if the price was high, you'd go for it just because like you want that experience. Or even if it's a, an artist that is kind of like a funny artist to go to, like almost you're going ironically kind of, but also you'll really love it. Like you'll spend good money to go. Yeah. I do very experiential things. Like I don't really mind spending money if I know it's going to be like a good experience. Yeah. Like you're never out there spending hundreds on clothes. Like you obviously will treat yourself when it's time to, but like you don't really care that much about your material stuff. You just want to go out there and have a good time. Yeah. That's a good answer actually. Cause it's true. I feel like, well, mind you, I lately, and especially what I noticed over quarantine, I was like, okay, your girl does need to update her wardrobe because like now we are going out more. Like mm -hmm. I need to, I need to actually get like new blundstone, stuff like that. I was like, I haven't done anything. Yeah. Like the big but, ticket items that you neglect for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, anything else, if it's like a concert, it's, well, especially now concerts are opening up. I'm like, buy ticket. Let's go. <gasps> what character would I play in a movie? Oh my God. So the answer came immediately to me, but I don't like this answer, but it is the first one that came to me, which is you'd play the best friend because you're just like the classic best friend character, funny, instantly lovable, never wants to hurt, never wants to like hurt a fly, just is like there to have a good time and be everyone's friend. Like, you know, the classic, like, you know how there's the classic bully in, in like a teen movie and then their best friend is actually really nice, but just like, and like by the end, you like love the best friend of the bully, but yeah. you would just be like the best friend character. That's the first thing that came to me, but it's not necessarily the answer I would love because I would want you in a perfect world to be like the mystery woman. Yeah. And, or just like the classic leading lady. Yeah, but, but I have to be honest, that best friend came to me first, which is a, a big compliment. What if I had a sequel? What if the best friend? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Of course, you would be the best friend in the first movie who everyone's like, give us, like, remember in Stranger Things when like Barb, everyone was losing their mind about Barb. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then she like started making movies where she was like the star. Yeah. Um, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Sierra Burgess is a loser. Yes. Shout out. What a deep cut. If anyone knows what we're talking about, I mean, God bless you. But yeah, you would totally get a spinoff. You know what I mean? Like you'd be the best friend in a sitcom who would get the spinoff after. Yeah. Successful I could see that. I could yeah. see that because I think I feel like I wouldn't have a lot of like drama in my life. And it, to be like the main character, you need to have like all this drama happening. Whereas most right. of the time I'm you're I'm really chilling. Yeah, but you you would be interesting enough that people would be like, we do want to see what happens to this character after whatever story 
it is that they that they saw. Like we want to know what happens to Persis. Where does she go? What does she do? And in your sequel, you would be living in LA. Oh, and you'd be you'd be dating. Oh my god, it would, it would all be about your dating life. And your career, you'd be like moving up the in your career. You'd basically be like Lauren Conrad but cooler. Oh my god, cuz LC mm-hmm. in Laguna Beach Chris, Chris, oh, actually, no. Elsie started as the main character, and then Kristen took over as the main character. Never mind. Yeah, which also happened in the hills. Do I remind you of anyone? That's my that's my question. In case anyone's confused, do I remind you of anyone? Yes. Who? Okay, <laughs> I have to. Okay, it's gonna be this an is... insult. <laughs> okay, person. <laughs> it's not. It's not insult. Okay. Okay. The classic, actually, it's really not an insult at all, but I'll oh. explain my reason. <sighs> okay. Okay. You, you, yes, you look like Maggie Rogers, but I wouldn't say oh. you like remind me of Maggie Rogers because Mm-mm. I don't find like, I think your personalities are like the same. I don't really know Maggie's personality that well, but I wouldn't be like, oh, Sarah's like her. No. Yeah. We just talked about her right now, but you really do remind me of Lauren Conrad. Oh my God. I love it. I love Lauren Conrad. Listen, she is a woman with many flaws and I also just cannot get enough of her. I just love her. And the reason why is, is really like sometimes when we'd watch episodes of The Hills, like sometimes (laughs) the way Lauren would like talk about something or how she felt about like her friend's relationships or this, I was just like, I feel like that's Sarah a little bit. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. I think that's why I loved The Hills growing up so much because I really saw myself in Lauren just just in the way she was. Like, just kind of kind of a bitch sometimes, you know? Like, <laughs> but also so, like, loves her friends, like, so loyal and, like, loves her friends and family so much, but also, like, sometimes needs to check herself. That's my read of Elsie. But that's but. why I was like, because I know you have that same characteristic, like you care so much and you're very protective. And yeah. for you, for all you listeners, like I feel throughout the time Sarah and I lived together, there were many moments where Sarah felt very like protective of me because of like some dating situations I would end up in with like people who were yeah. just no bueno. And no bueno. we would have like arguments in a, in a way, but also like the way Sarah would sometimes like talk to me when I'd watch a Hills episode later, I was like, oh, that's very similar to like what Laura, Lauren would say. I mean, it might also be the fact that I grew up with the Hills. Like I was mm-hmm. watching it when I was f- forming, you know, it's just starting my teen years. So maybe I just like absorbed what she was doing because I thought she was cool. And then like started doing it. Maybe I'm a copycat. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but it's also in you, I think, like naturally. It's in me to give. <clears throat> Okay, let's do two more in the perception aisle, okay? Okay. What do you think is the hardest part of what I do for a living? The hardest part about it? Oh, man. So if anyone, I don't know, is listening for the first time, (laughs) it'd be funny if this was someone's first episode because they'd be like, who are these girls and why should I care about them? Persis is a social media manager. I think the hardest part about your job is probably – Trying to bridge 
what you want to do creatively, what you know will work, what you think is cool, what you think is exciting, all of that stuff with the fact that you have to manage accounts for clients who have a very specific way of being, very specific products, very specific tone of voice, and lots of business needs. So trying to like bridge those two things together, I feel like it's just like two, it's like butting heads, you know, like the classic clash between creativity and commerce. But like, I just, I feel like that is such a challenge that you just have to find the balance every single day. You have to find that balance. And it, it would be so much easier if you could just do the thing that you're excited about, the thing that you think would be cool and, and like impactful. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so fulfilling when you, when you do do that. And that's why at this point right now, yes, I am working for a client. So it's very, it's very interesting. It's a great experience, but yeah, you hit it right there because there's only so much you can do because they also have a reputation and they have like a full on established brand that's been yeah. established for many, many years. Right. I'm glad that we can do whatever the hell we want on the girl on girl socials. We're literally playing a game. So, oh, and yeah, on the socials. Especially. On the pod, we're playing a game. I hope you guys like this. We're going to get deeper after this. This is the last one we'll, we'll read in the perception level. What reality show do you think I'm most likely to binge watch? Explain. Okay. So we're not going to say the Hills because we just talked about the Hills. Yeah. Yeah. True. But I would binge it. And I have many times. You have I'm not a huge reality show person. That's what I was just going to say. But if yeah. I had to think of like the type of show I think you would binge, um, let me think for a sec. Okay. You know what? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I feel like it would be like The Bachelor. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I was almost going to say, like, I wonder if you'd be really into those reality shows, like a master chef or like one of those, mm-hmm. like stories that can almost be like very heartwarming and then you like watch them these people like gain their skills and like get to the top but I don't know I think when it comes to reality I feel like you are just like give me the romance like give me something Mm -hmm. cheesy maybe a little trashy here and there why not and you'll oh for sure oh yeah and so I don't often binge but I have um I kind of, with me, like, you, I kind of have to be forced into watching, like, the first few episodes, and then I'm hooked. Like, it's very rare that I'll just, like, do it on my own accord when it comes to reality TV. But I have binged MasterChef before and loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But I've tried other, like, cooking and baking shows, and I'm just like, no. Um, MasterChef, Gordon Ramsay for me, baby. Gordon Ramsay, if persons could marry one man, it would be it Gordon would fully be Gordon Ramsay or Harry Styles. Good point. Actually, really good point. I'm very like into Harry Styles. Okay, Percy Benz. We're moving up a level. We graduated. We did really good in level one. So now we're going to level two. And this level is called connection, which basically just means we're going to get a little bit deeper. We're going to learn a little bit more about our, ourselves and each other. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready to learn more about you. Uh, me too. <laughs> Who am I really? Okay. In this round, when I ask a question, it's a question to Persis about herself and vice versa. So it's a little different from the last round, okay? My question for you, Persis, is have you changed your mind about anything recently? Isn't that a good question? Oh my God. Wait, I really need to think about that because I feel like changed my mind. Hmm. Um... <laughs> maybe that I really need therapy 
I was just gonna say that. I was like waiting for you to say it. It's interesting because, okay, this is very literal, but I always thought therapy was good. I think therapy is good for everyone. I was always like, everyone should do it, but I was someone who never did it. But guys, girl on girl podcast listeners and friends, I did uh, have my first therapy session literally this morning. Yes. So maybe that is a good answer. Proud of you. Yeah, I think what you, I mean, I'm not going to talk for you, but I would imagine what you changed your mind about was just that it was worth, that you were, you deserved that time for yourself. You deserved that investment in yourself or that it was worth it to take that leap, you know, because you'd always talked about how you wanted to do therapy and how you thought it would be great, but I just, you never felt like it was time to take the leap. And I feel like you changed your mind about that in the last few months. You've been talking about it a lot. And then you then you made it happen. You just made it happen. That's true. I was always talking about it, guys. Always, always just saying I needed to do it and never actually doing it. And to be honest, I think I was like just getting nervous. And then I was like, what am I going to talk about? But in my session today, I was even texting Sarah this morning. I didn't tell her. I didn't say exactly what I did, obviously. But I just said I talked about things that I did not expect to say in an, in my first session. It just flowed out like so naturally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, let's have something. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I was telling Persis, like, if any if anyone's listening and they're thinking about doing therapy, it's such a mission to get to that first session. You have to find a therapist who has availability. You have to figure out something you can't afford. If you have benefits, let's say, you have to figure out how to, you know, implement those benefits like there's a lot of logistical stuff that goes into it you have to find a therapist that you actually like and that um you you feel like comfortable talking to and so that takes a long ass time like for example you wanted to have a therapist who if not specialized in queerness or queer issues like at least had was queer or something like that right and so Mm -hmm. that takes time and I guess what I'm saying is like it's a mountain and you climbed it and you got to your first session and that's half, that's honestly half the battle. And then obviously there's so much work to do from here once you start therapy, but exactly, I'm just so happy that you changed your mind and you did it. I feel really good about it. I'm like looking forward to meeting with this therapist every week. If you could have it your way, who would you be with? Where would you be? What would you be doing? <laughs> oh my God. That's kind of like a deep question. If you could have it your way. You know what? I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind. Um, And it's actually a a real thing that happened. Um, And I just, I would give anything to go back there because it was just magical. I went in 2018, I went to Italy with one of my best friends, Tessa. Shout out, Tessa. We were in Florence at our hostel. We met um, these guys from Australia. They were great. They were really nice. Um, And we kept in contact with them because we were both, us and them, both happened to be going to Cinque Terre like the next day or something. We were both going to the same like little beach town the next few days. The point of my story is there was one night we met up with the one guy. The other guy was like kind of like off doing his own thing. But the other guy, shout out, um, it was like Kane or Kean or something. Um, and he was Australian and he was so great. And he definitely does not listen. To, I don't think he even like knows my name. But we, me and Tessa met up with him, and 
we were in this beautiful Italian beach town. If you guys have ever been to Cinque Terre, you know it's like gorgeous. It's like this collection of five towns on like basically like a cliffside. Purse, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was there for oh. a day. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. We were there. I mean, the town shuts down really early. So, you know, we had some, uh, you know, a bottle of wine and everything was closed. And we went out onto the ocean and sat out on these big rocks that were like out a little bit into the into the water. And there was this big storm rolling in. And we just sat there and watched the storm roll in. And it, it took maybe over an hour for the storm to fully get to us. So it was beautiful, just like lightning in the distance and like soft thunder. But then obviously it was getting louder and closer. And the whole time we're just drinking and talking about life and making like stupid jokes like we just really clicked with this guy and we all had the same sense of humor and it was one of those nights where like you feel so free and so happy and so in the moment and like nothing else matters what was happening the next day didn't matter what was happening the day before didn't matter we were just like in it and just enjoying every moment of it and honestly that if I could have it my way I would just go back to that night I think I would bring more friends. Yeah, like have it be like everyone you really care about just like with you and you're all like being present together in this moment. Yes. Like not a huge group, but like my best, 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 besters, just so they could experience it too. And then of course, the storm gets to us. It's pouring rain. We don't care. We're dancing on the rocks. You know, like it was just one of those nights. You know what I mean? That's like magical. That's it was magical. Magical. It was one of those when you're traveling around Europe with your friends in your twenties. Like it's just one of those things. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I would pay money to go back to that moment because it was it was pretty great. Your turn, Persis. Describe your perfect day. (gasps) Okay, okay. This would be my perfect day, and I'm saying it as if like. This would be like my dream if I could do this. Okay. Oh, I love perfect days. Okay. So truly, it would be waking up in the morning. Mm, Good one. Honestly, (laughs) doing... (laughs) Sorry, I'll shut up. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them. Okay, envision this, everyone. I'm waking up in... California. My house is on the beach. Yeah. And I have my dog sleeping in bed with me. Oh. And then I get up and do a meditation, make a coffee, get ready for the day, shower. I would check in on Girl on Girl podcast. Oh my gosh. Love that. (laughs) I would check on our analytics. Oh, girl. Check, yes. how we're, check how we're doing. Look at our schedule for the day and see who we're interviewing that day. Okay. Oh, we got big celebrity guest on. Yes. But that's okay. Demi we're, Lovato. Demi Lovato is scheduled to be on that evening. So you know what? I actually have the whole day to prep. So Sarah and I are putting together an episode plan. Um, yeah, I would want to like spend the day at the beach, probably like read a book, just relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then like also have that option to be like checking in online. Like I'm no, I'm not we're not at the girl on girl studios. Like we work okay. remote. We work remote. Yeah. And other people uh, are at the studios. Yes. 
yeah, they're running the marketing, the merch, the the you know editing, post prod, all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So the then, seltzer line, <clears throat> the seltzer line, and then eventually the wine. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then so yeah, I actually just you know I'm doing a regular work day. I'm still doing my due diligence and checking in. If anyone has any questions, they can message me. Sarah does the same because she's involved in my perfect day. We're CEOs. Um, Demi comes over. They don't go to the girl and girl studios. Not yet. Okay. We're having Demi oh, over for dinner. For dinner. We? Yes. I love how much I'm involved in your perfect day. <laughs> yes. Manifestation. Okay. Yes. Demi's yes. like, yes. before I chat with you both, I want to kind of get to know you. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. But what we realized is we're having a good time. We're feeling a little lazy. We don't feel like commuting to the girl and girl studios, but don't worry. You know why? Because you have a studio in your house. Yes. That's dope. Okay. So we take the party downstairs. We take the party downstairs and we would have the recording and then that's over. And then honestly, I would want just the rest of the night to chill, watch a movie, go to bed. Oh, Walk the dog, maybe. Oh, yeah. Actually, my Just poor neglected dog. the dog. <laughs> you woke up with your dog in the bed and not yeah. a girl that you love. Like, not, you know, not like a beautiful girlfriend or wife. Oh, she's in the shower. Oh, she's been in the shower the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't, you didn't see her all day. <laughs> Did she watch the movie with you? She probably joined the dinner with Demi. She joined the dinner with Demi. Actually, what's kind of funny is because there's just – I'm so single, everybody, that it's, like, you, it's hard to, like, really, like, even picture it. But, no, my perfect day at that point would be I'm waking up in the morning with, like, my loved one. My lover. Yeah. Listen, I'm not – you can keep your perfect day exactly how you had it. I'm just saying I was surprised – that there wasn't like a romantic, um, like a part love interest partner in your perfect day. Oh, guys, here but it I is. think I... your perfect day would have it, would have it, <laughs> her, whoever she I is. Only, I only cared about the dog, apparently, and Sarah. <laughs> Next question. What's been the best compliment a stranger has ever given you? Oh, man, that's a really good question. The first one that came to mind, I'm kind of just going with like the first thing that pops into my head. This isn't the best compliment I've ever gotten, though, so it's kind of a cheat, but I was just talking about it today. A friend of mine got stopped on the street and by, by a man. She, she's a woman, and he was a man, and he stopped her, and he was like, I just have to tell you, you have the most beautiful calves. And I have been complimented on my calves before by a stranger, and it was just unique. It was a unique compliment that, like, made me laugh and made me think like that's kind of amazing you know um why why but also thank you so much i work really hard on my calves so i might say that i have really great calves <laughs> this is the best compliment I, you know <laughs> can you what? think of and... any others <laughs> i mean listen i feel like in our lifetime we get so many we get so many compliments from people in our lives and we always brush them off because we're all too scared to like receive a compliment. So I don't I've even heard know things about you. But I guess this is a stranger though. Oh, actually, well, even a stranger. A stranger said something <laughs> bad. 
<laughs> or something good. I mean, to say that I someone who like it. who doesn't know you that well would tell me about oh. you. Like someone who doesn't know you that well would say like Sarah is like this. Oh, okay, yeah. That happens same 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 vice versa. But it's always good things. Yeah, it's always like Persis is so cute. <laughs> For I'm you. always like, if you knew her. She's not cute at all. No, not at all. It's always <laughs> very like Sarah can talk to anybody. Like even how mm. you became besties with Elsie and George. <gasps> Elsima! Elsima! Elsie and George are the cutest members of Persis' family. Sorry to all of Persis' family who's listening because... I know you guys listen and I love you all so much, but like, I mean, honestly, it's Elsie. Elsie takes the cake. Anyway, Persis, do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see of you? Good question. I'll read it one more time for the listeners. Do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image that people see you as? Actually, I'm going to say no. Interesting. Why? Okay. The reasoning is, I think when you, okay, so I'm kind of excluding people who really, really like know me, know me. Okay. You know, I think when I think of like the image I maybe give off to people, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this because actually someone um, told me this the other day. Okay. Where they said like, I was mentioning how I get very emotional and I have a very like, I I mentioned my Scorpio moon and I I feel things like very deeply and I have, I'm a very emotional person. And I think that's something I've like really come to terms with, with myself um, over the past few years. Mm -hmm. But I I think a lot of times people just think Persis is happy all the time. She's so happy. Nothing Mm. affects her. Like that's, I think the perception I give off because Someone told me, oh my God, I would have never guessed like you, you have a lot of shit going on. Like, that's not the vibe. You always seem like you have it together. And even someone said like, oh my God, you're just so happy all the time. Like, how do you like do that? And I'm like, but I'm not, but I think that's the perception I give. Good answer. Mm. That is a hundred percent accurate. I've definitely had people say to me like, I'm sure like my mom has said to me before, Persis is just so happy all the time, always smiling, so pleasant. And you are always smiling and you are always a very pleasant person to be around. You're just like, you want everyone to feel welcome. And so that's the vibe you give off and it's a great vibe. But girl, girl, she feels things and there is some shit shit happening behind her smile, behind those hazel eyes. (laughs) That is exactly what I was going to say. That's a really great answer because it's super accurate. But I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not. And I'm not trying to say like inner me is like emo or anything. Like that's not what I'm trying to say. I think that- My God, I haven't heard anyone say emo in so long. Oh my God. I'm not an emo. It's just like it's just short for emotional, isn't it? We're getting that on merch. Well, yeah, but I think like the per- the perception we have of emo is like sad no, all the time. Goth, I hate the word. Goth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad girl. I'm 
and I'm not, I, I generally like to be a happy person. Like I strive to, yeah. but truly it's, it's like what I've heard from people. Like even one of my friends from work, um, who's a good friend now, but at the time when I met him, he was like, it doesn't seem like anything would bother you. He's like, everything would just be like, it's all good. And I'm like, comical knowing you, you know what I mean? Like so, things bother you so deeply like so incredibly deep down in your soul and they don't go away you know not every not everything obviously but like certain things well an example is like even when it comes to my romantic relationships or things I've gone through I'm sure some of them would probably be like oh she's good yeah, totally. I could even think of like a time I went to go meet up with someone to talk to them after something ended and I wasn't, I was acting like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's the perception I give off, right? And I think like, I've just lately been thinking more, no, no, feel <laughs> no, feel it, feel it. So I'm sure I'm not, people, people just have a different idea, I think. Great answer. Okay. Should we do two more in connection? Two more in connection, then we'll move okay. on. Oh my God, Sarah. Interesting. What is a dream you've let go of? We both know the answer to this one. When I was a kid growing up, pretty much from the age of seven to like 20, maybe maybe 19, I had a dream. I really wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a recording artist. I remember... I I started writing songs when I was seven, learning guitar, and I just, that was my dream. I discovered Taylor Swift when I was maybe like 12 or 13, and I was like, oh my God, she's a teenager playing her guitar, singing songs. I play guitar and sing songs. Like, I can be a successful musician, because she's doing it. Um, And so that's why I became such a big Taylor Swift fan, and I played shows, I recorded music, I wrote songs every single day it was like my dream um for sure for many many years and i would play talent shows and open mics and all that stuff um but then i let go of it that's the question right what dream did you let go of yeah i let go of it when i it was shortly after i moved to toronto with you percy because you just crushed my dream and (laughs) i never i decided to stop trying um no, obviously you were like my biggest cheerleader. You were like, Sarah, play, play. Anytime there was like an open mic, you'd be like, play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I let it go. And I don't think I've really like understood why yet. Like I'm 27 now. So it's been seven years since I've, I, I played a little bit throughout the last seven years, but definitely like n- I haven't been pursuing it. Even though we I haven't gone in- to shows for a few years, like I think the last, yeah. it would have been like the 2015, 16 era, it kind of started to go down. For sure, for sure. And the best answer I can give is that I just kind of lost interest. I mean, it was my interest for so many years, and then I kind of just stopped liking it and stopped caring so much. I think there was also self-doubt in there. I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough or like, yeah, I don't know if I'm good enough. But I think it's more than that. I think it's just like genuinely I kind of stopped caring a little bit. I also worked in the music industry in marketing, not as a musician. Um, And I think I saw a different side of the music industry there. And I was like, I don't know if I want that. Like, Mm -hmm. 
so I, it opened my eyes a little bit more to like what it actually means to be a musician, which is, I just don't think my heart was in it. I wasn't ready to like put in the grind that is needed to be an actual, like an actual successful musician, especially a singer songwriter, which would out, which is what I was trying to do. So I let go of it. I let go of it, but not in a way where it was like, I'm done. It was just very gradual and natural. It was super organic. I just kind of slowly stopped playing. I would still play guitar. Like I still to this day play guitar and sing on my own time as a hobby, but it, I wanted it to be like my job. I remember, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, every 11-11, um, you know how they say make a wish at 11 mm-hmm. I would always wish um, to be a recording artist. Since I was a kid, like honestly, purse for like a decade, if I saw 11-11, it, w- it became habit. Like I would do it without even thinking. I would just, I'd like close my eyes and be like, be a recording artist and then keep going. So it was like a big dream of mine. Yeah. But- well, I remember that too. Even moving into my, our first apartment together, that was still very much on your radar. Yeah, because I had just released my album. I, I recorded, I wrote and recorded this album very independently at the studio in my hometown and released it. And that happened right before we moved in together. So I was still kind of like promoting that album almost. Okay, one more, right? One more question? Yeah. Oh, wildcard. Okay, Persis. Call someone you admire and tell them why you appreciate them. And you have to put it on speakerphone. Oh my god. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. The listeners want it. I can hear them. They're like, call. Okay, I'll put it up to speaker. Okay. So you have, I have to, to call them. someone I want someone I admire. Someone you admire and tell them why you appreciate them. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Okay. She calls me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great. Oh, this is cute. Okay, I want to call this person, but I don't know if they're going to pick up. Give it a try. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) Ready. This is so suspenseful. Leave a message if they don't pick up. Hello? Hi, Mom. Hi, how are you, Persis? I'm good. I am recording a live session of the podcast right now, and... Sarah and I are playing a game and it's said to call someone you admire and tell them why you appreciate them. Right. So I'm calling you. Oh my goodness, really, my persis? You just made my day. Or let's just say you made my night. Yes. <laughs> and it's to you and Papa. <laughs> so it's no... So you admire both of us. Oh my goodness, I got to get him here. Just give me one moment. Oh, God. Wow, Persis, that's such a great honor. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, and I just wanted to say the reason why I appreciate you both is because you're two of the most open-minded people I know, and especially coming from where you grew up and what you were surrounded with, and you've been nothing but supportive of Marsh and I and like giving us a really, really great life and also accepting me and my sexuality and everything I've gone through over the past, like, I don't know, however many years, over 10 years. So I just wanted to say, I love you both. And thank you for always listening to me and being my therapist. (laughs) 
when I need you the most. Oh my goodness, Persis, that is amazing. And I'm going to share this with Papa as well. He will be so happy to hear. You know, you are our daughter. You're a gem of a person. And we want you to bloom into yourself, into your true, authentic self. And you've got that tattoo to remind you to keep blooming. That's true. That's exactly why I got it. Maybe I should get a bloom too. That would be amazing. We should get matching tats. <laughs> listen, enjoy, and we listen to your podcast every Monday. If we miss it on a Monday, we do listen on a Tuesday. <laughs> See? <laughs> this is why I admire you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, and please give our love and hugs to Sarah. Yes, I will. Love, love you, you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. That was so wholesome. It's like she had that speech prepared just in case you might call her and tell her how much you appreciate her. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) such a classic Rennie moment. It is. She doesn't miss a beat. And the funny thing is, is that I was like, okay, I did think of her right away. But I was like, oh, it's like 10. Like, I actually don't know if she'll pick up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, on the reels, though, I think like my mom and dad, are two people I just really, really admire truly for the way they've like just their outlook on life and the way they were able to kind of like break free from very traditional conservative views that a lot of like my extended family has kind of carried on. They're just very different people. And I think that's why I admire them because like my life could have turned out so much different if, if they weren't the way they were, you know? Yeah, and it it probably took a lot of, like, courage and autonomy to, like, have the mindset and the outlook they do coming from where they came from. And they just did it. And they just decided together, like, we are going to take a different route in terms of our beliefs and our values. Mm-hmm. And they're also just the best. They're the best yeah, ever. They are. They are like my second parents. And they're just so fun to hang out with. Like genuinely, yeah, when I go to Whitby and see them, yeah. I want to like hang with my mom and dad. Oh my God. We've gone, guys, we've gone to Persis's cottage before with the whole fam. And like, I genuinely want to hang out with Rennie and Cyril. Like sit in the, in the sunroom, sunroom with them and just like chat over tea. They're just the best. That's such a wholesome way to end level two. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Little God. Yeah, if you guys want more Rennie, we got to get her on the pod. And Cyril. Mm-hmm. That would be a great, co- like both of them. They'd be talking over each other. It'd be mayhem. We are upgrading now to the third and final level, reflection. And y'all, this is where it gets deep. This is child's play, what we've been doing so far, okay? Right now, we're about to dive in. I'm a little nervous, but I think I'm ready for so, it. I think I'm going to shuffle the deck a little bit. Okay. It's like you're doing my tarot. Yeah, I'm going to pull some cards for you. See what's happening energetically here. What is a lesson you will take away from our conversation? Versus? I think a lesson is. We haven't really got super deep yet, but. We haven't well, yet. Maybe a little. But I, I think I'm going to make it in general, like for many times I talk to you, because I think we don't just have, we have a lot of deep convos. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the time, the lessons I learn is to be more like forgiving of like some of my feelings and to 
to not feel like I have to just control every like aspect of my life. A lot of times I get really down about myself for ways I feel about certain situations and why I feel sad. I'll catch myself being like, this is embarrassing, but I feel this way. Or Mm. why do I feel this way? And I think every time I talk to you or even when we're playing a game that's like kind of challenging you to be really reflective and look into yourself, I think I need to just love myself a little bit more and be like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like you don't need to be that person that's happy all the time and smiling all the time and is trying to be positive because you Mm -hmm. just want to have a happy life. Like you're human and things affect you. And I'd rather things affect me than not. So yeah, let me embrace that. And also pertaining to our conversation so far, that's why therapy is so important because all of us do have that human part of us that needs to just be sad or mad or frustrated sometimes. And that's where, that's why you go to therapy to like let that out and to have an outlet and to be fully yourself and then figure out why you're feeling that way so that you can, you know, make changes moving forward to maybe not feel that way or to address things that you feel like you need to address. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Girl, let it out. Let it out, baby. I'm working on it. And actually what I told Sarah before, I told you in a voice note, I didn't realize how much I repressed stuff. Mm -hmm. I always thought I was the opposite Mm -hmm. because I was like, I am pretty open and I like say what I feel, but no, I Mm -mm. repress quite a bit. I had a very false perception. I really think 2022 is the year where purse stops repressing. Yeah. And she just steps out as herself and says what the hell she wants to say. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a year. I'm excited for 2022. I'm ready for it, actually. (gasps) So am I. And we're going to be celebrating New Year's Eve together. We are, which makes me really happy. Me too. (laughs) Okay. Ready for the next question? Yes. Why do you think we met? Oh my God. That's a (laughs) good question. Why do I think we met? You know what? I think we met because we are both, we are both so different and so similar at the same time. And our similarities I find are that we're both very social. We love people. We love feeling surrounded by love and friendship. And I think sometimes people like that can get lost in like more and more, like more, 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 more social stuff, more stimulation, more people. And we forget to like stop and have like deeper relationships or Mm -hmm. like like really foster relationships where we can truly count on people and they can count on us. And I think we like both needed in our 20s as two two women who like did not have long-term relationships. Like we we weren't the girls who were like in long-term relationships at 20. Like we were single and navigating life and we needed like that person who would be our person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we met. And obviously now there are more reasons like this podcast, for example. Um, but I think in like overall looking at our friendship as a whole, like we met because we both needed to have a person who 
we knew was our person. We could rely on them always. Like basically a partner. Like in like <laughs> I'm and not I'm not laughing. even no, no, I'm no, not even because I agree with you. I like agree full, with you. Like you have been my partner in my twenties. Like we've yeah. gone through everything together. <laughs> everything. Everything. Yeah, it's true. Like it's true. there hasn't been a single thing that's happened since I turned 20 that you haven't been a part of in some way. Even if it's like you just like me telling you everything about the situation and vice versa. So I think that's why we met. We needed that. And I think we could have found it in maybe someone else, maybe, but I I don't think it would have been the same. I know. That's kind of how I feel too. I I also think there was just such an instant, like, I got you type of energy that I had with you. And yeah. it's just like naturally flowed into a partnership for real. Yeah. Like in no many ways. Yeah. In partnership, as in like, we had to fight sometimes and we had to like sort through really tough stuff, like tough, I don't know, logistical stuff, like moving houses, for example. And we did it all together. And I think for, yeah, like I said, for people who are just want to be surrounded by like people all the time, what those people really need is like that person they can rely on where they can really be themselves with them. We could be silent with each other and it didn't, and it doesn't matter because you know what I mean? Like we, I think we needed that in our twenties to like keep us grounded. You, Even I though we're still very much you. in our twenties. <laughs> we're still, oh yeah. Let's not forget guys. Yeah. We're still in our like mid twenties. Okay. So this is only 26. I am going to be 28 in a bit, but like we're still very much in our twenties. Thank you very much. That's a really good point though, that I find a lot of people feel like they need to be stimulated by like lots of friends and like lots of things happening all the time. But, and I mean, that stuff is great. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, for sure. I think meeting someone like you, especially at such a pivotal moment of our lives when we're literally 20 years old, like moving to a big city where Toronto also can be a little bit overwhelming if you don't meet the right type of people. Whereas mm-hmm. I always in no doubt in my mind had like you knowing you were just like a solid, like, person and like yeah I could be myself I had a lot of friendships where I feel like they were kind of flighty and it's not that I don't care about those people but yeah yeah I was really looking for those deeper connections yeah we found it yeah we did thank you universe okay next question oh this is something for both of us to do you need a pen and a paper okay so here's the task Write down one thing you want to let go of this year. Okay. Okay. So, and this is perfect because it's like we're about to go into 2022. So, like, one thing you want to let go of and not bring into 2022. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a good question. Okay. I think I have do you ha- Do you have a few or do you have, like, one answer? I wrote one, but it's, like, two parts kind of. Me it just fl- It just flew out of me. Okay. So, now next we have to – Read it out loud to each other. That's the next step. Okay. Okay. So mine is one thing. Okay. And it is, it does have like specifics to it, but I just said the past. Oof. Because I am someone, I am someone who really does tend to live in the past. Sometimes I reflect a lot on old situations and then I get sad about them and then I miss the person or I miss the situation and what could have been and why did it go wrong? You know? And I said, sometimes that's when it leads me to feeling stuck and I feel a lot of heartache, 
but Mm -hmm. I realized that happiness doesn't live in the past. Happiness lives in the present and it's always living in the present. Oh, I love that. So my goal for the new year, Mm -hmm. because I'm someone who's always done this. I've always literally lived in the past. I'm always thinking, thinking of old stuff. No, I don't want to do that in 2022. I think I need to be like, what is happening to you right now? Yes. Yes. You're letting go of the past. Yeah. Okay. All right. What I'm letting go of in 2022, I wrote two sentences, but they're kind of the same thing is the idea that I am not whole on my own and the idea that I should settle for less than I deserve. Ooh, girl. Okay. Girl. Listen, that's what I'm letting go of. And the next step in this game is we have to take these pieces of paper and we have to rip them up because we're letting go of this shit, okay? Should I burn mine? (laughs) Yes, but don't set your apartment on fire. Uh, That's too aggressive. I'm kind of scared. Fire safety. Okay. Ready? Yep. Rip it. That was good ASMR. All right. Fucking toss it. Bye. Done. Wow, Sarah. I'm very like surprised by your answer. Yours is a good answer, but I didn't realize you like felt that way. The, The feeling of thinking you needed to be whole. Yeah. Without someone else. It's something that I think happens to people completely subconsciously. And you don't even realize that you feel that way until all of a sudden you realize it. And you're and I think like I've been in the process over the last four months or so of realizing like, oh, I actually was feeling that way. That on my own, all by myself, I wasn't my whole self. I like the idea that I had another half, mm-hmm. you know, people say, Oh, they're my other half. Yeah. And I don't subscribe to that idea because ha- that's not sustainable. You know, you're my, at this, you're my partner in life, like you Persis, And I wouldn't call you my other half. Mm-hmm. We're two holes who fit together perfectly. So yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that creeps up and you don't even realize it's happening but I'm letting go of it because it's not true. I love that so much. I think that's very like, it's beautiful. And it's also just showing a sign of like that self-love and that growth and that feeling of being happy with you, just Mm -hmm. you. Cause what did, what did Jacob say? You're the one who, my cousin, Jacob, um, you are the one who you go to bed with every night. Yes, and who you wake up with every day. And if you guys haven't listened, that episode is so good. It was episode 33 mm-hmm. with Jacob, uh, Persis' cousin. It's amazing. Okay, next question. I think I'll read it to you, okay? How do our personalities okay. complement each other? Oh, I love this question. Me too. I love this question. Libra, Aries. Yep. It's a match. It's, it actually is a match in like the astrological world as well. Everyone always says a good Aries and Libra always get along in some kind of way. If it's romantically mm-hmm. or if it's a friendship, there's some type of way you click and we're opposite signs. But I think the way I always feel like our personalities complement each other is because you're like that extra like fire. I really, really need 
whether it is like just to to be a little strong because my personality can be very easygoing. I find it very hard sometimes to like stick up for what I really believe in or what I want. Actually, maybe not what I believe. I'm good about what I like believe in when it comes to like morals, but you are. I'm very easy, especially if it's like in a romantic connection, I will adjust a lot. You're adaptable. I'm adaptable, Mm -hmm. but I might not be happy about it. But I think um, having someone like you is really helpful because I think you can see that side and be like, well, what do you want first and foremost? And yeah, why am I adjusting so much? You know? So I think I kind of need that little push. And I, I really do think it's like a little bit of a fire. It's like, no purses, like, don't be so airy fairy and be like, it's all good. Cause you want like everyone to feel at peace and at harmony. No, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to do that. But also vice versa, right? That's why, that's why our personalities complement each other because I sometimes have way too much fire and I'm really stubborn and I can't accept things for what they are. And so I need your like easygoing, peaceful nature to calm me and ground me and remind me that like it's whatever it is, it's not the end of the world, you know, it's going to be okay. And Also, sometimes it is the better thing to just like not say anything and just go with the flow. Sometimes, you know, like we can't have it our way all the time. Um, Yeah, I think it's like a good match. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Cute. Okay, ready? Yeah. Ooh, what do you think I fear the most? Oh, what do you think? What do I think Persis fears the most? Oh, that is a good question. I'm okay. even trying to think because I think I have one. I think I, I have what you're one. Okay. I think you fear. This is the first thing that came to mind, so I'm going to say it. I think what you fear the most is not finding love. Hmm. Mutual wifed up like that like that partnership love I think like you believe that it's going to happen because it is it is going to happen obviously because you're a fucking catch but I think you might have a fear that like you're doing something wrong or it's not going to happen or it's like a very um rational fear and also totally irrational at the same time but i think i don't know if it's your biggest fear was that the question hold on fear the most fear the most i also think just like losing people you love is also might might take the cake over over like the fear that you might never find like true love but i or maybe they're kind of like go hand in hand or something so my first thought was losing some people I love, yeah, losing connections, losing people who I really care about. Because like I said, I, mm-hmm. I have a hard time when people kind of like could be in my life and then they're maybe out of my life. And we talked about this not long ago in the summer where I think you said, I've noticed that about you. I think I'm always like wanting everyone to just stay in my life. And sometimes like that might not be the case based on like certain circumstances, mm-hmm. but I don't operate that way. I'm like, yeah. I still need you to be in my life in some kind of way. And that kind of drives me crazy if they're not. But mm-hmm. I, the, um, the finding love thing, I didn't even think about. 
until later where sometimes I get nervous because sometimes I do find when I feel something for someone, it can actually be rare. Like I know on the podcast we have joked about like I have hard eyes a lot or I will fall like very fairly quickly, but I could probably count on my hand how many people I've like really felt that feeling for. So I do get nervous if it doesn't work out. I'm like, am I going to find that again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think everyone has that feeling. Like, I think that's, I think that's very normal that you'd be able to count on your hands how many times you've really had like super hard eyes for someone. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of those like fears that is so understandable because we're all just trying our best and dating is really hard. And sometimes like it can, it can just man- – this fear can manifest. It's like, will it ever work out? Like, will I ever figure this out? Will that person ever, like, magically walk into my life? It feels like a one in a million chance, you know? Yeah, I know. It does. But I don't know. But I always catch – I always surprise myself. Like, yeah. I'll feel that way about someone and then I'll meet another person and be like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did yeah. this – Yeah. So maybe that's not your biggest fear. Maybe losing people you love is more of the fear. It is. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Okay, next question. We're getting very twirly and vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> twirly, eh? <laughs> I mean, oh, are no. we? Are we getting yep. twirly? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good what parts <laughs> what parts of yourself do you see in me? Oh, that's a cute question. Oh, it is getting twirly up in here. Okay. What parts of myself do I see in Persis? Well, we kind of mentioned it earlier, the like bubbly social fun part. I think we share that. And that's, I think that's why we've been able to get along so well is because like it takes, like not a lot of people are like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually quite a, quite a rare like um, personality trait to just like want to have fun and be outgoing and that's one of our favorite things to do together is just be like bubbly and fun and like go to, for, go to a party or go you know what I mean like we love almost with like people you don't even know I think we're we kind of thrive in situations where you're like just throw us in this we do which is why we made such great plus ones for each other and that's a trait I've always seen in myself and and as soon as I saw it in you that's why I was like oh we'll be good friends because like I get along really well with people who are like that the parts of myself do I see in you I can go deeper than that I can go deeper deeper. yeah I'm gonna dig a little deeper I'm gonna dig deeper pull the dig deeper card okay I think that we're both romantics Mm -hmm. Uh, we both love love and at the end of the Day, the things we're probably most excited about in life are like related to love and romance. I th- I would say connection. Yeah, like honestly, traveling might come higher in in my books than romance um, in terms of like things I'm excited about and things that I'm trying to fill my life with. But I do. I just think we're both romantics, and we've always really been able to connect on that. And it's part of the content we consume and the movies we watch and what we spend like 90% of our time talking about. And then the last thing I'll say, I'm really trying to think. Mm. This is a hard question. There is one I thought of and maybe you might not agree with me, but I feel like I've noticed this is something I've noticed that I 
think I maybe got from you, but it did just come out of like being a friend in general. But I think that just maybe that protective aspect, because normally I'm very like, go with the flow and easygoing. And in terms of like, when I think about, even in terms of like people who my friends are like dating, for example, I think Mm -hmm. like for you, I've noticed that because I've seen you do that to me, but I feel like I've really been doing that to you. I'm not just like, yeah, chilling girl, go with the flow. I'm, I'll like tell you straight up if I'm That's feeling a, a certain point. way. That's you a good do point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. We both mm-hmm. do that. And I think you always had that, but maybe I brought it out a little bit more in you. But we are not settling for anything less than we deserve. So that's why we have to speak up to our, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Out of all the questions we've asked tonight, what question were you most afraid to answer? You don't really I get don't... scared to answer anything. <laughs> You're I such an afraid. open book. I wasn't afraid of any of those questions. There was some I had to really think about, but I was never like, I can't say that. I No, none of them scared me. If you had to choose one that you felt the most like vulnerable then saying. Oh, you know what? Maybe the perception one um, of like, do you see yourself differently than how people perceive you? Because Mm -hmm. that's not something I like to talk about. I think that's like a little vulnerable to maybe admit, you know, deep down, I'm a very emotional person and I feel things very deeply and I do get sad. That's not Mm -hmm. the vibe I want to give off, but it's real. And yeah. And so relatable. And relatable. Yeah. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. I'm just being realistic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's a little scary to say. Like, yeah, I hear you. you It's scary, but girl, you did it. And you were barely scared. When this game is over, what will you remember about me? Uh, (laughs) See how fun this would play with a real, how fun this would be to play with a real stranger. Okay. But imagining like we would never see each other again or something, maybe when the game is over, what will I remember about you? Um... Your vulnerability, your openness, your willingness to like talk about anything and just like lay it out, lay it all out there. That's what I would yeah. remember. If that's what I would, that's what I would genuinely remember about you, I think. And the phone call with your mom. Like if yeah. we actually were never going to see each other again, I'd be like, okay, that's amazing. I'll remember that like for life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to like talk like literally after the show. I know. We're going gonna... <laughs> to text all night after this. Okay. I'll do a few do you want me to answer for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just answer, answer. for you. Answer. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. What I would remember about you is that you are, I would just think you're very, like, you're very self aware. That's a new thing, not to interrupt. That's new for me. I think I would just know you are really self aware. I'd be like, she. Obviously, we're all going through like a lot of a lot of things and life throws the most random shit at us. But I think you always know how to keep yourself in check and put yourself as like number one, no matter what comes at you. And you're working on it, but I think that's how I would yeah. remember you. I'd be like, oh, she's wow. going to be okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be do. okay. Because you do, I think at the end of the day, you do just put yourself first. You're like, I care about me and I, I want to make sure I'm good. Yeah, 
I do. I do. And I battle sometimes with like whether that's selfish or not. Like there's times when I feel like maybe I'm being selfish by like wanting something for myself or like wanting something a certain way. But but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a work in progress, the um, being self-aware thing. But I feel like it's going okay so far. Yep. But don't also, don't be afraid to be a little selfish. There's times when you can be selfish Mm -hmm. and not in like a narcissistic way. It's like, no, when it comes to like you and your health and your heart and your mind, done. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oof. Who asked the last question? You, I gave it to you. So now I ask you. Yeah. What answer of mine made you light up? Oh, I think when um, you said I'm your life partner. Yeah, that made me light up when I said it. <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. Okay. Oh, this is cute. We'll both do it for each other. Give your partner a compliment you don't think they hear enough. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay, hold on. I really have to think about this. Me too. Because I want it to be genuinely one you don't hear a lot and also one that you need to hear at the same time. Yeah, same. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me think. I have to take a sip of wine. Okay. I think I might have one. I have one. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's something you don't maybe hear enough, but a okay. lot of people think this about you because okay. <laughs> it's what I think about you and it's what when I've talked to about you to other people. Okay. They also say this. Okay, we have to accept the compliment also. That's the rule. We can't like be humble and sidestep whatever it is, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Do you want to go first or want me to? I can go first if you want. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I've heard you are the biggest catch ever. (laughs) I'm being serious, but it's not just in looks. It's not just in looks. I'm saying a catch because it's like, it's everything. There's so much more to that. It's like, you're a hard worker. You know how to hustle. You are the epitome of someone who... (laughs) knows how to take care of herself and knows how to work your way up to the top where you can like gain success. I've always just looked at you. And I think a lot of people feel the same way as like someone who is just like up here. Like, I'm not even kidding. My hand is past the frame. No matter what you're doing, you know how to like work your way through like being an intern to like getting promoted, 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 like onto the top. Like (laughs) that takes like a certain personality to do that kind of stuff. Like you just know you're, you're a good worker. And on top of that, you're like really beautiful. And also you love your friends and you like, there's just so much to you as a whole, just very admirable. And people want to be around you people gravitate towards your energy. I feel like I just threw a bunch of stuff in there, but it all turns into Sarah. Sarah is a catch for all these reasons. Oh man. Like all I want to do is like reject it, but I can't like I'm accepting it all. Accept it. Thank you. Well, thanks Percy. You're welcome. If any beautiful single men listening also think I'm a catch. You know how to find me. Yeah, it's called a DM. Slide into it. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for your compliment? It's kind of similar, but a bit more specific because you're obviously a catch. That one is almost like too obvious, like for you specifically. But my compliment for you is like 
that you maybe don't hear enough, maybe. There are so many things to admire about you and that you're so inspiring. Like, who the fuck just, like, comes out on YouTube just because they want to make sure that other people who don't feel seen can feel seen? Who the fuck does that? I'm so I'm sorry I'm swearing mom if you're listening like I'm sorry but like who does that yeah I don't know a single other person who would do that and start a podcast because they genuinely want to help other people feel like they're part of a community yeah you take hours out of your week every single week just to like put effort into these things that you have like so much passion for and it's like, it's just like beyond inspiring. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know if you actually like realize that maybe, or if people tell you that enough, like, because you have often said that you feel people don't take you seriously, mm-hmm. which it's totally valid in, in that you feel that way. But like, like we have this community of listeners who like, look up to you and admire you and are so inspired by you and there's nothing not to be taken seriously about you oh Sarah like thank you I just don't know if you realize like you like that you're inspiring is like the only word I can think of like it's the word that fits the most like you're genuinely inspiring people every single day like you took this thing about yourself that was really like a struggle of yours and really like and really sucked, to be honest, for a long time. And you just like turn it into something good and positive. And totally alone, like totally by yourself, like with no, no one pushed you to do that. You just decided that that's something that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And like you figured it all out by yourself. Like you just started therapy today. Yeah. <laughs> you figured yeah. everything out by yourself from A to Z. And now you're basically like a mentor. Like you're basically taking all the knowledge that you've built by yourself. And it's just like very, it's just something to aspire to and to be taken very seriously. And that, and people see it and they're like very inspired by it. But I don't know if you hear it enough. Thank you. I think that actually, I kind of forgot about how I would feel sometimes, like maybe not being taken seriously in a lot of, maybe my life because of my personality. Like I said, sometimes I'm just a very easygoing person. And I kind of heard it before that like, I don't know. I even think I I have some feelings of when I was in high school. Like I wasn't really the most like academic person ever. Like Mm. I definitely had a big personality in the sense like I, I was very creative and I had all these like things I wanted to do. But yeah, I wasn't like the most academically like, you know, striving human in high school, right? Right. So I think there was times when I wasn't sure if I would be taken seriously or a mm-hmm. lot of things were like happening to me by chance or, you yeah. know, and that's not okay to do because I, I know I did the work. I did work hard, mm-hmm. um, but I never thought of myself as that because I think I thought other people thought I didn't. It's a weird thing. Yeah. I know that of myself now. And you are, you are going through a time in your 20s where you feel kind of lost for lack of a better word or maybe like you don't know like you don't know what you're doing or what direction you're going but there are so many people on the outside who don't see it that way like 
I just think like so many people just sit around and do nothing with like their life and you're just decide purposefully deciding not to like you're just like totally putting yourself out there and like that takes a very special person like I know that I'm half of this podcast but I could never put myself out there like you do it's very inspiring thanks Sarah welcome P it warms my heart so much when I know people are like this helped me same holy shit it's like there's nothing better and that's why yeah I want to keep doing it because I realize we need to have these conversations Mm -hmm. um we really do I actually have a a girl messaging me like right now telling me about this girl she has a crush on and she's trying to read the signs Sarah like this stuff like it's everything to me she's younger Mm -hmm. and I'm like I wish I had that. I say that all the time. I wish I could just like DM someone who was like able to message me back and say, yeah, here, this is what I know. Yeah. You just took that thing that you wanted and decided you were going to to be that. Yeah. And just like, it is very special. You're special. You're special. (laughs) You're special. Like who would have thought like we'd be doing this? You know, who would have thought it? Who would have thunk we'd be drinking a bottle of wine, (laughs) playing this game, and then putting it out for anyone and everyone to listen to? You know what we should do one day is find that five-year prediction video we did (gasps) when we were in Gerard Street in our first apartment, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. just, like play the audio just to hear exactly what we said. (laughs) It might be kind of (laughs) depressing. It might be, but also amazing at the same time it would be hilarious because i also think you know we were 20 so we were predicting 25 i think it was 24 and 25 that we were predicting i think you were 19 um okay i like this question we'll answer it for both of us okay what do you think my defining characteristic is Mm. one defining characteristic oh my god one I don't know if I like my word, but I think this is what I, I think this is your defining characteristic, but I don't like the word. Yeah. I don't like the word either. That's so funny. I don't like the word, but, but it feels right. Hold on. I might change mine. Hold on. I'm going to change my word too, because I don't like it. And then we'll tell each other after what the original word was. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Do you have yours? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, my defining characteristic for you is warm. Shut up. <laughs> Mine was warm. No, it's not. No, no it, it was not. No, 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 it was warm. It was warm. It was warm. I swear to God. I know. No. I'm not kidding. I swear. <laughs> it was warm. So fucked up. That because is insane. I kept thinking, like, you are just an overall warm that's human being. what I was thinking I was trying I had all these words but I was like the thing that encompasses all these words is just like warm easy to be around people want to be around you friendly caring thoughtful like all these warm feelings and I was like well warm is the best way to describe that it's just like you want to be near it you want to be a- that's exactly what I thought for you but my first word oh. was um adaptable oh, but then I was like I don't like adaptable because that sounds oh, weird because I wanted to say like you're just you're able to just like be in any situation anywhere and you're good. 
like oh. throw you into like, yeah, throw you into a place where you don't know anyone and you're fine. Like yeah. I have confidence that you'll be fine. I do like, I love those situations. I love like unfamiliar situations. Um, my original word for you was caring because I was like, you just really care like deeply. But the reason I moved away from it was because it was, it felt a little too specific because like you care about what you want to care about. Like there are a lot of things in your life that you don't care about, but things that you really, like it has to be something you're really passionate about, you really feel deeply about. But then when that, but when that's the case, you care like more than anyone in the room. Um, and that includes like about the people in your life and about the conversation you're having or whatever. But warm felt more, felt better. That's crazy. We both picked warm. That's crazy. Is that the most wholesome girl on girl moment that's ever happened? I we should have so. done like one, two, three and said it. That would have been nuts. We both just got to like move to a warm climate and just like live our days in the sun. I'm going back to the sun. Back to the sun. Is that Hillary? No. Oh. It's that song. Um, it, it was from the Never Have I Ever soundtrack. It's so good. It's like, I'll play it at the end of the episode. Oh, Black Bones. It's called Black okay. Bones. Black Bones. Okay, we'll play Back it as we roll out. Francis, thank you for playing this game with me. This was very fun. I think there were some great wholesome moments in there. Um, if you want to play this game with your friends, family, strangers, it's called We're Not Really Strangers. You can find it online. I want to be clear. We were not sponsored by We're Not Really Strangers. Um, I wish we were because I love them. Like they're very into like self-reflection and self-awareness and self-care. So it's a cool brand and we are not sponsored by them. But if they are listening and they would like to sponsor us, we will not say no. So check in on your friends. Tell your friends you love each other. Give your friends those compliments that they needed to hear because that was so nice. And call the people you admire and tell them why you appreciate them. Do it now. Stop listening to the podcast. Actually, maybe not because we're about to do in case you missed it. Yeah, do do it, y'all. Call I'm them being up. so bossy. Call yeah, no, but do it. it. And it'll make their day. Like literally, you just heard my mom. She was like, this just made my whole night. Love you, Percy P. I love you, Sarah. Thanks for being vulnerable and tipsy with me. Oh, always. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, Persis Abraham. Are you ready for In Case You Missed It? I've never been more ready. This is a good one. As most of you probably have seen by this point and know. Our man Harry Styles, the one and only Harry Styles, has launched his own gender-fluid beauty brand. It's called Pleasing. I can't explain how excited I am. It's vegan, cruelty-free, and it currently comprises of six products. Four nail polishes, a dual roller ball lip and eye serum, and a facial serum. So this is like, this is like, you know, like skincare. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. And nail polish, which as we know, Harry is famous for, um, not famous for, but he's well known for painting his nails. And also just wanted to say that we're using he, him, his pronouns as we don't believe those pronouns have changed to anything different for Harry. But y'all correct us if we're wrong. This beauty brand really encompasses like his gender neutral approach to fashion and beauty. The campaign includes models that are men, women, um, and I'm sure gender neutral as well. And a press release for the brand said that it celebrates the multitude of unique identities in our community. 
And it also says here, yeah, um, go on. Ple- pleasing was inspired by pearls, which hmm. Harry frequently wears, calling it ode to the beauty found in a simple shell. Oh, I love that. We're all simple shells and there's so much beauty inside all of us. Oh my God, the metaphors. The fact alone that this is a gender neutral beauty brand, I think is pretty groundbreaking. That rarely happens. I, I'm sure it has happened before. I don't think this is the first gender, neutri- gender neutral beauty brand to ever exist on the face of this earth. But can you name one? In terms of a single product can be used by any gender or is intended to be used by any gender. Like so many beauty brands are just so targeted at women. You know, use this to look a certain way that will that will appeal to men. And I just think like, I just love that Harry is taking this part of himself that's so that's so true to who he is and turning it into like creating something from it like his fashion I think was the first the first vessel that he chose to like put his gender neutrality out into the world and everyone took notice in some good ways and some bad ways but obviously here at girl and girl we were we are obsessed every time he has a fashion moment oh yeah and it's it goes beyond the nail polish he's a fashion icon at this point and all of the the promo images for this beauty brand of him are stunning i keep i keep seeing new ones that i hadn't seen before and they're just like i can't they take my breath away they fully do but i just think this is kind of groundbreaking just making the beauty industry more inclusive more neutral and more geared towards a collective like feeling of beauty as opposed to like covering up and putting on a mask and mm-hmm. try, trying to create this outward perception of beauty so that other people will will love us or find us attractive. Like I yeah. think when we make beauty gender neutral, what we're saying is like, this isn't about attracting the opposite sex. This isn't about looking a certain way that other people in your gender look. This is about the feeling of beauty. When you put on a serum and it, and it makes your skin look great and you feel good. When mm-hmm. you're wearing that nail polish, like I feel different when I have my nail polished a certain way. It just feel I feel me too powerful. I, you feel yeah, better. I feel, like feel yeah. Hmm, feel good. Actually, I just um, feel like it opens the door to that in the beauty industry. Oh yeah, it's an expression of you. That's what it is. It comes down to yeah. you and your feelings. And I was actually just reading here too that um, so Harry is known for loving his style of like mismatched nails, but. Um, there's actually a lot of male celebrities who've launched nail products in recent years. And those include ASAP Rocky, Machine Gun Kelly, and Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always remember ASAP Rocky had that look too with nail polish. It looked so good. That is like, I love that we're in an age right now where that's sexy. A man presenting himself as gender neutral or androgynous is sexy like harry styles is not just a fashion icon he's a sex symbol he is people lose their minds over him men women and everyone in between yeah and (laughs) you know what i mean he he's on a magazine cover wearing a dress with his nails painted and everyone no matter their gender identity just loses their shit and We're in an age right now where that's cool, that's sexy, and that's beautiful. And 
it's really exciting. And when new brands and new products are being launched that celebrate that, it's only going to propel it further, especially with someone like Harry who's behind it, right? Totally agree. Like, look at this photo. I can't. I can't. I just, I like what he's doing because it's truly so authentic to him. You can tell. It's just the way he wants to show up. Yep. It's just, it's so real. It's so real. And I think a lot of people might look at how he's presenting himself and think it's, you know, some sort of gimmick or front or publicity stunt or something like that. And I say to those people, no, you're wrong. Um, because I know Harry personally, and he told me like, this is who he really is. And also just like, shh. We are confirming that at Girl on Girl Studios. Girl and Girl Studios reporting live, telling you that Harry Styles is truly an androgynous king queen of our generation. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Percy Buns, I love you. I love you too, Sarah. Thank you for playing We're Not Really Strangers with me and for educating me on Harry Styles, the gender You're neutral uh, products that are coming to a store near you. Of course. We don't actually know if they're coming into stores, but they are, they are available <laughs> online for sure. I just don't want to confuse anyone in case they're like looking at their, their local beauty <laughs> store, you know what I mean? Coming online near you. I feel like it probably will be in like a Sephora. It might already be there. Who knows? We can't confirm. <laughs> can't confirm here at Girl on Girl <laughs> Studios. But regardless, we're grateful for Harry Styles. We're grateful for each other. And we're especially grateful for all of you. So we love you so much. Thank you for listening. And talk to you soon.